information to help you run your business better and improve your marketing campaigns. My name is Hank Hoffmeyer, and thank you for joining me on Hank's Marketing and Business Tips. Welcome to episode 277 of the HMBT podcast. Today, I'm joined by Alina Rogova. She is from Atlas Star. She's a business consultant and marketing strategist who works with small business owners to re-engineer their businesses and create strong online positioning, which is something I always talk about on this podcast. And I'm excited to hear from Lena today. And I thought what we would talk about is what should be your business and or marketing initiatives to focus on in 2022. We know a lot of things changed and there were a lot of challenges last year and even the year before. So Lena, I appreciate your expertise and welcome to the show. Awesome. Thanks, Hank. I'm super excited to be here. Um, yeah, so small economy, small business economy, right? It's um, our economy cannot survive without small businesses. So it's crucial for us to give as much as we can to small businesses. Um, being that we in 2022, there's a huge statistics that a lot of businesses still do not believe in marketing, don't invest in marketing, not doing much of anything uh, towards marketing. Um, but recently within the last two years, I've seen a huge massive shift where they now realizing, okay, so if we're not doing marketing, if we're not doing any other things, that means uh, we'll probably be left in dust. So I'm here and I'm trying as much as I can to provide as much value to the small business world and educate them on the right ways of doing marketing, um, you know, presenting and sales and putting it all together in a package. And I'm sure everyone will appreciate it. And I know I could probably learn a thing or two. You know, years ago, maybe what, maybe up to about five years ago, you can kind of get away without having uh, maybe even a website or being on social media. If you had a good network and you had a phone number that people knew about and maybe you ran some print ads or something, you could still stay in business. And like you mentioned, things are changing and more and more, if you're a business, you have to be online. You have to be on at least, I'd say, at a minimum, one social media channel, even if it's just Facebook, you know, or if it's LinkedIn, I say three, but at a minimum one, if you're just someone who's getting in, you feel overwhelmed and you're just getting started. And today's conversation is going to be focused around, you know, what, what should I be doing? Because if I'm a small business owner, I might have you know, 20 hats to wear, three hats or five hats. I'm doing the accounting, I'm doing the advertising, doing the sales, I'm doing inventory. Now I have to do all this marketing. What do I need to focus on? Or maybe if it's somebody that has a small marketing team, what do they need to focus on? What would you say? Let's start with the um, third priority. You know, we'll work backwards. I was going to say the first priority, but then, then people can listen to that and maybe tune out. But not the most important thing. But what are some nice things to do, in your opinion? You know, every time I get on a consultation with a owner or, you know, an executive from uh, the business uh, organization, I try to figure out, you know, put an analysis together and, and speak with them what it is that they're doing now, uh, what's working, what's not working. And all of them have this shiny object syndrome, right? They hear about something, oh my God, everyone is doing SEO, we should be doing SEO, why are we doing SEO, what's SEO, how do we do it, how do we implement it? Um, I think, you know, each business is different. The objectives are different. The services are different. Products are different. So what works for one business doesn't work for the other. I think what's important right now is your online presence. 
you have to have a consistency in your online presence, branding. Uh, majority of the time when I perform an analysis, you can see the branding is all over the place. The colors, the, 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 the tone, the voice, the images that they use, it's just not consistent enough. Um, so if you clean that up and just show yourself and display your business consistently across all platforms and the same branding, that will work for you uh, in the beginning. I heard you say that, but if I was to forget everything I know in you know, the, the 10 to 20 years I've been in business and have done marketing, I would say, okay, I need to have branding. That means I need a logo and a business card. Or Yeah, that's true, but that's not everything. What you're talking about is like a color palette uh, and, and certain fonts. In, in other words, I wouldn't want to see uh, a script font on your website, you know, front facing to me. And then on your business card, it's something else. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, you know, people can go into Canva and just look at color palettes and see what they like or, or have a logo built by a professional mm-hmm. and tell, have them help you set up your color palette. Uh, maybe it's like blue and red or blue and black, whatever it is, and stick to that. Like you're saying, you don't want to use blue and black on your website and all of a sudden start using orange and yellow on social media, unless it's part of your, what we call primary or secondary colors, which is something that's uh, known in marketing. Right. But I would say, yeah, build a portfolio, right? Uh, exactly. Create a Google doc, whatever it is, and just list out your colors. And, and for folks mm-hmm. that don't know, there's like... Um, uh, different ways that you can uh, uh, define colors, RGB, red, green, blue. Um, and then the other one is Pantone, I believe, right? The, 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 mm-hmm. I always remember the hashtag, right? Hashtag, right. whatever it is. But, yeah. uh, but that's the one ha- I use. Pantone and hex for, colors. You know, hex colors, that's it, exactly. Right. That's what I use for eye contact. Whenever I'm building something, uh, because I'm on the marketing team now, I just use that and plug it into Canva, uh, mm-hmm. Final Cut Pro, whatever I'm using. Uh, even if I can find something like that's close to the blue eye contact uses, I know to go in and change it, even if it's a shade off, it is important people. So Lena, thank you for mentioning that, you know, make sure that you have a business plan, which is kind of what you were alluding to earlier on, Mm -hmm. but also have your branding. And actually there, I'll probably try to link to it. Uh, Annie Franceschi, who's local here in Raleigh, uh, she helps companies brand themselves. Uh, She actually has a podcast and a webinar called uh, Branding with Annie. I think it's like once a week. We did a webinar together and it probably will help you with that. And even talks about your tagline, all these different things. But that's what you're saying. Have the color palette, have a logo that's consistent and and go and get help if you need to. If you have the budget, Mm -hmm. definitely get the help. Even if it's just Fiverr and you're paying cheap or you're spending thousands of dollars, both of them, in my opinion, if you're just getting started, either one's fine rather than just doing it yourself. Don't have your five-year-old create your logos. What I'm saying might be nice <laughs> to have. Maybe they can create it, but then you get them a professional right. refine it. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of resources out there. Like I prefer to use coolers.com. So it's colors, but double O. Um, right. to create your color palette. Um, you, you know, if you're starting with Canva, which is starts free without paying the premium, you can create a brand guidelines. You know, if you have a logo already, um, consult with a designer who created and ask them which font did they use, which colors did they use, create a mood board. You know, from there, you can start putting pieces together and understand where kind of you fit in, but also not just do a branding guidelines, not just creating a brand, uh, but also who are you trying to attract with this? Who, who is your target audience? What do they want? What do they prefer? What do you want them to feel and see and hear from these uh, brand images and tone and voice? 
That's awesome. It's, that was a good value add right there. Coolers.com. I've never even heard about it. I'm going to go ahead and check that one out. Let's move on to the second most important thing that you might feel something a small business owner or marketer should do. You know, my thing with the websites is if you have a website, make sure it is UI, UX design. So basically it's, it's user-friendly and aesthetically pleasing uh, for someone to actually look at it and uh, serve on it and possibly convert from this website. So I think your website is your number one uh, lead and it should be number one priority in my case over anything else because that's what sells. After what you're selling, your website is selling your services and products. Right. And then that can be the whole two, three, four part episode talking about what to do with a website. Mm -hmm. But what I'm going to do is channel a bunch of information I've heard and pieced together. Number one, you know, your branding colors, logo at the top, mm -hmm. um, navigation bar, if you're going to have more than one page. And then more importantly, I remember there was like, it was almost like a shark tank, but for websites, uh, somebody would state their website, they'd pull it up live on stage and they would just tear into it. Uh, and I remember yeah. one where it was a picture of a building that had windows and he's like, tell me what you do. Do you lease commercial real estate? He's like, no, I sell and install windows. He's like, well, I wouldn't be able to tell that by your website. Mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. That's the first tip probably is make sure it's known what you do, uh, not mm -hmm. something related to what you do, call out what you do. We are okay. professional window installers that get it done right or something, which should be like the headline, mm -hmm. right? And then have a picture of actually windows or somebody installing windows. Um, right. Then right. another thing, since I'm in marketing would be adding a sign up form and start to do email marketing, right? Uh, but the most yep. important thing, and you'll probably agree, is call to action. What do you want people to yes. do? And link or a button, exactly. buy something, learn something, download something. Am I missing anything other than those three elements? No, just about it. So, so something easy enough for a person to reach out to you. You know, um, we the problem that I see is we all have contact us page, and I'd say about fifty percent of the time it goes to some black hole. Make sure these are functional forms that are you able to reach out to that customer, to that lead right away, because right. you will lose them. Remember that uh, we are surfing website for seven seconds. So if you don't catch our attention within seven seconds, we're just going to abandon that website. We will never remember. We will never come back. Right. Well, Lena's talking about is the attention span of a human, seven seconds. And uh, I don't know if everybody's aware, but a goldfish has an attention span of eight seconds. So they have a speed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. That's okay. true. All right. Rapid fire. It's going to be three questions and kind of just give me a one or two tools, right? Low mm -hmm. budget to free website builder. Uh, Squarespace. Uh, WordPress is free for as long as you know how to use DV or Elementor. Um, and I don't really recommend Wix, but it's free. And I mean, you can start somewhere. You can somewhere start to get there. started. If Yeah, if you're yeah. free and you have no budget, mm -hmm. start with that. I think it's easy yeah. to use. Yeah, but functionality and mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I'd say, yeah, the other ones you mentioned are good. And then WordPress is highly customizable. Mm -hmm. um, Mid-level or high-priced? Well, definitely WordPress for as long as you actually, you can hire somebody to build it because majority of the websites are built on WordPress uh, for the exception of those marketing agencies that have their own platforms, AI platforms. Um, oh my goodness. Where is that another one? Not the Squarespace, but. Um, oh, I think I know what you're talking other? about. Um, it'll come to us. We'll, we'll show, it, it. show it. It's called show it. Oh, show it. Never heard of show that it. one. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So 
why I love um, Squarespace is because um, there's so many Squarespace designers that sell templates. All you have to do is purchase a template, install it on your website. They're going to email it to you. You log in, you just put your copywriting content and you're done. You're good to go. Awesome. So we got everything from free to low budget, or if you want to hire somebody to build you a custom WordPress mm -hmm. site, especially if you have e-commerce that can get expensive, but it's oh, doable. It uh, Elementor, you mentioned it's a plugin for WordPress, which is a drag and drop mm -hmm. uh, editor. You could do simple things and get a template from Elementor, or you can go crazy and really start using something called CSS to really customize it. But, right. Uh, depends right. on you, your knowledge, or if you want to hire somebody. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I mean, like if you're going, if you're going for something high class or, you know, you establish small business, I would hire somebody because working on your own website is not as correct as it, as it looks, because, you know, if you're not connecting your Google analytics and the tags and everything else that goes be, behind the scene, it's just not worth it. My website's due for an update and I built mine and you could probably tell if you go there, but I'm just not looking forward to updating because I know how, how much work it takes and research if you want to do something specific, but at least I have a website. <laughs> True, but also a huge tip on a website. If you do have a website, you have to make sure your website is updated monthly. If you're not updated monthly, Google just does not look at you the same way as it does on those that are updated That's monthly. Right. Yep. Google loves fresh content. The best way to do that would be a blog, right? Um, a lot of people don't like yeah. to do that or don't have time, but a blog is offering fresh content. Um, thank yep. Thankfully, I have a very, very, very unique name. If you search my name, I take up like the first two pages of Google results. Um, that's why I'm not really worried about updating my website as much. I used to do a lot of blogging on there, but now I've chose to do more video and then do uh, more blogging on LinkedIn instead, like, you know, their, their, right. their platform. Yeah. But yeah, if you're a business owner and you're looking to make money because, you know, other, you know, I work for iContact, they pay me. Uh, everything else I do is just just for helping others and I'm not monetizing it. That's why I'm not worried right. about it, but I'm going to tell everybody else to worry about it like you are. Right. <laughs> what is the number one thing in 2022 that we need to be doing? SEO. Unfortunately, uh, being that Google is constantly changing things and implementing new things and algorithm and everything else, uh, SEO is, without SEO, there will be, having a website is useless having online presence is just useless so you have to invest in a right seo right people right uh, team that understands the technical uh piece of it and not just the writing and keywords of it right now some people would say why did she say seo and not social media why would you choose SEO over say social media, blogging and content creation. Other, you know, I know content creation goes into the SEO, but mm -hmm. like there's a line there. Why would you say SEO is more important? Um, so I like social media. My problem with social media, uh, organic no longer works. So if you're not running ads, it's pretty much useless. So the only platform I prefer to use is LinkedIn because you can write, uh, I have a newsletter, you can write articles, you can write newsletters, you can write posts. That's organic content that still kind of works. Uh, we all know Facebook posts is just being kind of, uh, you know, the algorithm is not, is not as good as it used to be to pages, as well as Instagram. If you're not doing stories or reels or using TikTok for videos, it's useless. Mm -hmm. uh, Instagram is no longer images-based platform. It's a video-based platform. I really I like agree SEO with you. I, but I'll... more manageable. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you, but I just think it's a hard sell to say someone that's just starting a business or they're a small business owner to them. They feel like they are going to get, they can see tangible results in some aspect on social media because they'll get some likes, they'll get some shares, some comments mm-hmm. where SEO, I think it's, it's the dark horse, right? It's, it's this invisible thing that's working really hard for you. And I'm always reading small business owners will not always read how Google's changing their SEO algorithm mm-hmm. and why things are changing. And a lot of people might think, well, I'm going to set my website up. I'll set my SEO up then, and I'll never have to touch it. Right. Well, that's not true. Um, <laughs> so I con- social media. <laughs> yeah, my company, I contact, we're owned by Ziff Davis and we own a few different companies. And one of them is Moz, which is SEO. I've been playing around with mm-hmm. their tools. Now, mm-hmm. uh, there are other ones too, but Moz has some free tools, folks, that you can go in and look at. And uh, Leonie can mention yeah. another one if you know, but they also have something called Moz Pro where you could dig in and do a lot of other things to find out what's wrong on your website, what do you need mm-hmm. to be doing more or better. Um, also sign up for um, uh, it's a, the, the Google search console. So you can look for errors on your website and get some some ideas there. That's free. Do you have any other tools besides Moz? Yeah, I use SEMrush. Um, love, love, love. They also have a free version. And of course, I have a, a Chrome extension, Ubersuggest, right? So this is really good for keywords. Um, uh, for especially it's good for if you're running any PPC um, campaigns, but it gives me an idea as to what works for a specific small business. What keywords are they being searched for that specific um, in, in that industry or that small business? Um, and there was another one. And did you hear Backlinko was just sold to someone else? So that oh, was another no. one big oh, one. Interesting. And now yeah. Screaming Frog is a good one just to crawl your, your, uh, right. your website. I think they right. do a certain amount free, but then you have to pay like, I think it's like $150. So I think then it's a tool you own. I think after that, right. that's right. good to check for errors. So if you're, I would say small business owner, one to two page website, don't bother with that. But once you start getting more pages and you want to make okay. sure you don't have any errors, then you want to start really scanning and checking your website. But you're the first person in a while outside of like speaking to people at Moz say that SEO is important. I'm glad you did because that probably needs to be one of my messages this year is, you know, focusing on that because there's this whole data privacy thing coming about now too with iOS 15 and how they're handling uh, how users are being tracked and email open rates will never be the same. The death of the cookie is coming next year, right? Uh, Third-party tracking. In other words, um, you know, for folks that don't know, um, you know, tracking people, if they go to different websites and knowing what they're doing, that's going to be limited as well. And what you want to do is make sure that when people are looking for a product service or for you and they do a Google search, they find you. And then you have links back to your website from other, other websites, like uh, writing a Mm -hmm. blog somewhere else or having them link to your website and making sure the experience is good with these tools we're talking about. If somebody goes to a link that you provided on social media two years ago, now it's broken. They're Mm -hmm. going to get what's called the 404 page, which is an error page. And they're not going to know what to do possibly, right? If it's not set up correctly and they're going to leave your website, Uh, always check for those broken links so that people always get brought to a page on your website. There's a lot more that goes into all that, but I've been diving deeply into SEO lately. And I'm glad you spoke about that because uh, I don't think there's enough champions out there for SEO. You know, um, 
I've talked to a lot of small business owners and again, uh, shiny object syndrome, they all hear something new happening. So, you know, last year there was a whole craze about SEO. It just came, I mean, it's not a new concept, but I feel like maybe because during the pandemic, everyone was locked up and everyone were home and everyone was searching on, on their computer. It's a little bit different. And I feel like that this is where the SEO is coming, coming back. And the importance of it is needs to be re- iterated all the time because um you know next to content marketing and social media there goes seo right and i think we forgot to mention if if somebody's a local business the importance of google my business having an account there updating information there Uh, that's when you search for say a plumber in raleigh north carolina which i'm near the right side you'll see a card come up that has a prominent name, especially if, it, if it's the search is related to a specific business, has their contact information, their hours, reviews, pictures, mm-hmm. all these things. And it's kind of like a mini social media site because you can yes. post to it. You can yes. change the content, let people know about your uh, holiday hours. Mm-hmm. That is free advertising, yes. folks. It's SEO and free advertising. Exactly. You're not using that. You're dead in the water. And it's organic, which is why I prefer, right, depending on a small business, depending on an industry, I prefer this over any other social media. I I would not go and work with a business unless they have a social, the Google My Business, which is now called Google Profile, uh, GBP, Google <laughs> Business Profile. Um, and because Google's still dominating as a search. And if you're not using Google My Business, Google Profile, Google Business Profile, <laughs> which is not making it in the searches. All right. So we talked about branding. We mm-hmm. talked about SEO and we also talked about what was the, the, the middle the website. That we talked? the importance of having, oh, yeah. just the importance website. of having a website period and building one. You know, mm-hmm. I, I guess I forgot about that because I thought everybody would have one. Right. <laughs> but it's not always it's true. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. We still, we're still in a world of where small businesses uh, thinking that they can, live without a website right i guess they, they they keep depending on that word of mouth and if you have whether it's a contact form a newsletter sign up form you have a chat functionality which is something mm-hmm. you can look into all of that is traffic that you're driving back to your website and you collect that information where in social media you do not own all that data that's going back and forth you don't own that audience you might think you do but if you're on instagram and you get banned you just lost all those followers and you have no way to get in touch with them again. That's why it's important to number one, have a website so people can go back, review the website and learn how to know, like, and trust you KLT. Then they can start communicating with you, whether it's through email, signing up for your newsletter, then you obtain the email and you have that. Uh, You can get them to follow you on social media. If you put links to that on your website, but the um, I guess the website to me is like your hub, right? You're driving Mm -hmm. people organically from search. SEO, you're maybe you're paying a little bit if you don't know how to do it. Your social media uh, influencers, you know. Now, now we're getting into it. Like, you know, hey, down the road when I'm in business five or six years, you want to start, you know, doing more social media, having influencers possibly promoting your product or service, uh, and all that. So this has been a great discussion, and I'm so glad SEO came up. So Lena, if people wanted to have more of a discussion with you, learn about you, maybe work with you, what's the best way to find out about you? Yeah, well, like I said, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. I'm there 24-7, live and breathe. I prefer that over any other social media. Um, or you could just find me on atlasstart.com. Easy enough. I'll put links into the show notes 
But until then, folks, you have some work to do. You got to go create a website. You got to get your branding done and you got to do more SEO. And if you're already in business and you've been doing some of that, I bet you can find some ways to make some tweaks to any one of those three. Exactly. Until next time, folks, have a great week. You can hear previous episodes at hankhoffmeyer.com slash Alexa. I'm on all the social media channels at Hank Hoffmeyer. You can find me and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you. All right. Thanks.